Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live, live from Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. This is about last night with Brad Williams and Adam Ray on the Toad Hop Network. again <laughs> this is brad williams and this is the about last night show thank you for tuning in and uh i'm back i was not on the episode last week uh but adam ray who is now not here this week we're having some complications here with the hosts uh, we're both working i was touring and then adam has a movie that he's shooting in boston with sandra bullock so uh props to him he's gonna become a major star leave this and then i'll be having auditions for a uh, new co-host. I need a new Jew. I need a new Jew. Uh, are, are there any in Hollywood? I'm I don't in. know. We'll try. All right. <laughs> that was the voice of one of our guests. We have two amazing guests today on the About Last Night show. Uh, first off, uh, this is kind of crazy. This is basically a guy walks into a bar joke happening in our studios right now because we have a Jew, a midget, and a black guy. <laughs> and if you can't find the funny or the sexual attraction in this room right now, something's wrong with you. You're into something that we don't even want to talk about. But uh, Danielle Stewart, you've, all, you've already heard her voice. Uh, she is a very funny female comedian. That's I right. have worked with her a few times, and uh, I love it when uh, openers kill. Thank and you. And you always kill. You're... I prefer to be called a feature. Thank oh, you. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> feature act. Wow. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I forget where we did the first one. I might have been Virginia, Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. Yeah. yeah, Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach Funny Bone. That's two openers I've met that are really great there. I met you and uh, Mike Malone. Okay, that, that, let's go back to feature. Let's go back to feature. <laughs> feature. Sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, Danielle is extremely funny and uh, hot. She's Aww. a hot little Jewish mink. Look at you. Look at you. And we had fun that weekend, didn't we? We had a lot of fun. And then we worked together shortly after that. Mm -hmm. um, where was it? Uh, Richmond. I In think. Richmond, was it, Virginia. Was it Richmond? Yeah. It was okay. Richmond, yeah. I always have fun with you. You're amazing. You're well, so, you. so fun to work with. Well, I mean, I, I, I like to go out afterward. I like to have a good time. I don't just go back to the room and... Uh, cry about the set I had last night or whatever. Like I mean, that. I, I don't have, have fun. I don't know why you would go back to the room when you <laughs> literally are fighting women off. I, I every time, <laughs> every time I I work with a new headliner, they're like, "What's Brad Williams like?" I'm like. He's hilarious, and let me tell you something. I have never seen a comic get more pussy after a show. <laughs> it's insane. They're like literally like crawl up my leg, crawl up my leg. Oh, Brad. and I do. <laughs> it's so much fun. And uh, and our other guest, uh, you know him, you love him. One of my personal favorites. I've literally never seen you have a bad set either, Alonzo. Alonzo Bowden is yes. in the house. Everyone, I feel like we should clap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Alonzo, if you're watching us on ToadHopNetwork.com. He's got the tank top on. He's I didn't even know you had tats. And yeah, you're and you're ripped, dude. I do. And I had a microphone that worked. <laughs> that didn't work before, but now Yeah, man, I I I got tats. I'm uh and they're all jokers and jesters. It's it's all comedy related. The sad oh, comic is oh, pretty much theme. the theme of all okay. of mine cuz the jester I lo I love the idea of the jester cuz mm -hmm. he was the only one who could make fun of the king. Absolutely. And if it wasn't funny, they chopped off his head. <laughs> Which and is, honestly, I love the yeah. I love the stakes being that high. I um 
Absolutely. Danielle, I, I love what you were saying because no comic is who they are. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like the opener. It's like, but I usually feature, right? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> this, this, is, this is a road one-nighter. Well, I usually feature. Then the headliner, well, the feature is like, well, I usually headline. I, yeah, I usually headline. And then the headline is like, well, I usually work theaters. Right, exactly. You know, no, nobody does what they do. Right, Listen, exactly. It's all exceptions. I headline clubs, and I go back to the room and go to bed. I am tired. <laughs> I am too old for any road pussy. Brad, I'm glad you're keeping that tradition alive. No problem, my friend. They I'll offer try. me road pussy. I'm like, is this going to involve any effort on my part? <laughs> because if I have to get involved on effort level, I just as soon go home with a memory. I'm Absolutely. tired. It's hot out here. There's a, uh, there's a great comedian who works at the comedy store a lot named uh, Jackson Purdue, and he's got one of the best lines He used to be a Laugh Factory this. comic. Is he? Oh, when okay. I started, yeah. Uh, yeah. he was a he, Laugh Factory didn't guy. Didn't he just have a heart attack or something like that? He just had some medical he's issue. Yeah, he, he, he's okay now, but he's one of these guys where he's, he's been around forever, and he, he's in amazing shape and has a heart attack. So, uh, yeah, the note to everyone out there, don't work out. Yeah. Don't work out. Good, it, good it's call. That, you know who that happened health. to? You know Kiwi Rogers? Who's mm -hmm. Kiwi Rogers? Kiwi is yeah. in extraordinary shape. Ex uh -huh. I mean, this guy runs every day, works at, and he had like a heart attack at like 42 or something. Like he was really young. Yeah. So we were all in the back of the Comedy Magic Club eating fries. And then we said, in honor of you, Kiwi, we're going to add cheese. Just, we're going to have <laughs> cheese on our fries. Yeah, to help In the... honor of your heart giving out. <laughs> now, I mean, I've always help worked the arteries out, close but, up. but I eat like, I eat like a comic, so well, you're keeping it real. You're keeping it real. By the way, it's why do you not a have balance. a condom on your on your microphone? The rest of us have protection, and you're just going bareback. Because they don't care right. about black people over <laughs> here. This, you know, it's it's Hollywood. You know you how it is. You guys are impervious to disease. You know when you yeah, came over on the boat, from they all midget. survived. Let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> Midgets are not allowed to make any black jokes. You know why? Because we will throw you, all right? I don't give a shit about cruelty. Oh, it's going to be the cruelty to midgets march. I could give a shit less. Let me tell you something. Brad, you inspired my kicking a midget bit. <laughs> do you have a kicking a midget I will bring bit? back the old classic. Yeah, I used to do it. I, oh, and, that's and great. And I actually got an angry email. I did it on... Uh, do you ever do um, stand-up, The World Stands Up? Do you ever do that show? I, I never did that it, one, It's no. a really cool show. I, I don't know if they do it anymore. Comedy Central used to do it, and they'd have... And then they would show clips from guys from all over, right? right. It'd be yeah. English-speaking comics from around the world, so it'd be comics from the U.K., from Australia, and from the U.S., and they'd mm -hmm. bring us all together and do the show. Like, they do it in New York one year, then they do it in London, then they do it in Melbourne, you know. And I did it in London, and I did my this bit I used to do about kicking a midget, <laughs> and I actually got an email from an angry midget. And oh. it was the only one I got. And I Is was there like, any other kind? Hey, yeah, I know. No, trust there's me. happy ones getting a lot of pussy, like Bad Brad right I'm the rare exception, my friend. There are, uh, there are a lot of angry ones out <laughs> they, there. And they hate him, right? Yeah, most of them do. Yeah. Although, uh, this weekend, I literally just got I got uh, back from uh, Orlando Improv this morning. I, I landed. And there was uh, four dwarves that came out to my shows this weekend who were very supportive. Uh, one it was a very attractive female dwarf who was the king of the cock blocks because everyone sees her and then just assumes that we're married. I see. So all, all the women would come up to be like, you're really cute, but, you know, I don't want to upset your wife. Wife? What? Right, when right. Did I, when did I get drunk and get married? What, <laughs> what happened? No. As, as a brother, I get that when there's a blonde around. <laughs> like, oh, there's a white woman. That, that one must be with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it was kind of tough for me to... Uh, pull, pull any this weekend. Cause, my act yeah. is my cock block. So I never get hit on after show. No, that's so. not true. No, it's, oh, no, it is. No, women, it, it's 
women comics, it's weird because you could always, Danielle, you could hook up after a show without you any could. act or anything. You could just stand up and right. say, I'd like to hook up and thank you. You know, but, yeah, but that's what I mean. My a- but like, when yeah. women comics, it, I think guys are kind of scared to hit yes. on you because they don't know how much of the act is real mm-hmm. or not, and they're like, eh, I you know, it's kind of weird. That they should is, be because it's intimidating. all real. Yeah, there you go. Well, you, they, they're it should be, and, right? and, and your act is very like uh, not. I don't want to say say it pro female, but it's it's like very. I'm a I'm, I'm a very open sexual person. Right. Mm-hmm. You in, in your act, you explain how much you love sex. You explain that you're good at it. And you explain... I don't think I say I'm good at it, but I think it's assumed. I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, know how good I am at it. I would. It, uh, I just like to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it happens. But then I, I think a guy sees that and goes, well, geez, if she's, I mean, that open and honest and telling these stories, I don't want to... It, it's one of the stupidest things pe- people who aren't comics think. They think... Everyone thinks that when you talk to a comedian, you're going to end up in their act somehow. Yeah, and, and it's like you'd be fucking privileged to end up in my act. <laughs> like if you're interesting enough for me to write a joke about you, God bless you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that person never they never mention it. You know, it's yeah. like, it's never the person. Hey, don't put me in my in your act. Like, don't worry, I won't. Yeah, it's but it's a, a person who's completely oblivious that you're like. This is a funny son of a bitch, right? Because people, people who are naturally characters don't think of themselves as characters because sure. they're not trying to be. Mm-hmm. They're just, they they're, just, they're just doing their natural yeah. thing. Yeah. The ones who are trying to be, you're like, oh, boy. Yeah, you're, you're, you're always having dinner with someone, and they're like, hey, you know, don't put this dinner uh, situation in your act. You're like, great. Oh, uh, wow, this chicken cacciatore was totally going in yeah. there. Yeah. For that. This was a brand new five minutes, and you totally fucked it up. But I do understand it because if, if there was a guy on stage talking about, like, oh, I love big tits and I mm-hmm. love perfect bodies and I love women in their 20s or something mm-hmm. you know I would not approach that guy after the show because I would be afraid that I wouldn't measure up so in a sense I'm talking about you know guys not knowing where a clit is and you mm-hmm. know um, blowjobs and hand not wanting to give hand jobs and the guy might be like I'm afraid I might not measure up I'm not gonna go there that's my guess or I'm just ugly and not funny but I, <laughs> whatever it is well, but free pussy's free pussy you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking I've I've always wondered if because uh, I've always wondered if the female comedians have that same kind of sex drive after shows where you're like, dude, I want some too. Like you're hanging out with me on the road, you see a girl talk to me, and you're are are you sitting there going, come on, guys, step I'm, up. I mean, I think if there's you know, yeah, but for me, I'm kind of past the point in my life where I'm into hooking up with someone I don't know on the mm-hmm. road. I mean, not to say that it hasn't ever happened, but. Yeah, not really. I mean, because really? I don't drink, so it's not like I can't shift into that gear, you know? Gotcha. And I, I went through many years where I loved random dick, but <laughs> I'm kind go. of over that. You there's, know? there's guys listening right now saying, damn, <laughs> I missed the random dick years. <laughs> Isn't that That's, always the case? Not a lot of people. The random dick you always years. do. You know not a lot I'm of people saying? miss the random dick oh, years, man. I'm going to be honest. I covered a lot of ground. <laughs> I was in Toledo, Ohio three weeks ago at the Toledo Funny Bone, and I was talking to this girl after the show and she told me that she was 20 and then she she said man if you had got if you had talked to me like 3 months ago i was crazy i'm like how do you lose it at 20 mm. what what kind of Toledo ohio <laughs> it didn't start at 20 it started at like 14 yeah. so That's by probably 20 it. she was tired yeah, yeah so she, she had more experience yeah, she yeah. was tired by 20 <laughs> she Ain't had a lot to do in Toledo i've been there i bet you she, it, she something happened like she got knocked up by some guy she didn't right. know and got an abortion and it's like taking a break yeah. she's probably having one of antonio cromartie's kids <laughs> you know. it, isn't everybody mm-hmm. he, i think I, so 
he's the man. It, it's ten kids by eight women and in like, six states, and they're like all between the ages of one and five. Yeah, he's got four. So three he had a, year, he well had a now great they, now they'd four be years. five year olds. But yeah. yeah, he when he had four three year olds, he couldn't even name them all. <laughs> and it, it's funny because Corey Holcomb has that joke right that I have two six year olds and they're not twins, and Cromartie's <laughs> the only one who I could top that. Yeah, I could top that. I got five two-year-olds. Yeah. I don't know That's who that is. He's a football player. He plays for the Jets, uh-huh. and he used to play for the San Diego Chargers. And he's taken over as like the poster child for athlete baby daddy. Absolutely. Right. Like they, they it used to be Sean Kemp, and then yeah. Sean Kemp passed the unused condom to <laughs> I saw, Marty. I saw a guy wearing a Sean Kemp jersey. This is about a month and a half ago on, on Ventura Boulevard. And he was like young, you know, like he's... Early 20s. Too young to have remembered when Sean sure. Kemp played. And then I was like, wait a minute. He could be one of Sean Kemp's kids. <laughs> like, like, theoretically, he's probably just one of his kids wearing dad's jersey. Because Sean <laughs> left them all over the country. He was, Absolutely. He, he was, was a, amazing. He was a journeyman. Now, uh, Danielle, where did you start doing comedy? Here. Here? Oh, yeah. so you're, now you're, are you from here? No, I'm from Boston. But, but, you I, but you didn't start in Boston? No. Well, as Alonzo knows, uh, <laughs> I worked on the other side of the business for a long time. I, I didn't want to be a comic. Uh, okay. I thought it was a horrible life, and um, <laughs> I wanted more for myself. And yeah. I really wanted to make money, so I wanted to be on the business side of comedy because I always love comedy. Right, you know? and, and that's something – If when people say, like, I'm thinking about going into comedy, like, what, like, what should I do? I say you have to be firmly committed to being poor between – one and 45 years mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's that yeah. has because it's you're going to be dirt poor you don't make money off of 25 dollar guest it, spots and you know whatever. and it's not even just money it's the, i i saw the emotional stuff well you know so i moved to la from boston and i was like i want to work in comedy i don't know what i want to do i started waitressing at the laugh factory and like i mm-hmm. booked this dublin show and then i worked as like Polly shore's assistant i did a whole bunch of stuff to work my way up i ended up at a management company for comics and then uh, a live performance agency for comics and what happened was is I was I was just miserable like my soul was dying and I uh, begrudgingly started to do stand up and it really kind of solved a lot of problems for me like emotionally and just so, her saying she had a soul was why she couldn't make it as an agent yes exactly, exactly. They, just, they don't yeah you were overqualified <laughs> for that gig that is actually very a soul. true get her ass out of here yeah. what if it spreads it, it was it was souls it was can't true. be contagious in the comedy industry <laughs> absolutely not and but that soul has has since been killed by becoming a stand-up. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, 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 it was reborn and then killed again through yeah. many open mics and uh, criticisms. And, uh, you know, we had a female here last week and wasn't that funny, so we're just not going to book them for a while. Last week? Yeah. <laughs> we had a female comic here in Six 96. <laughs> She didn't do too well. We're waiting for next millennium. We're, we're going to go ahead and wait. But thanks for showing up. And, 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 and that's interesting that, the, that that's something that the three of us share is that we're uh, minority groups in comedy is, mm-hmm. you know, female, black and midget. Me, I think I, I, I can only think of two other little people that do this. So, yeah, I'm the ultra minority. But mm-hmm. I, but I, I've seen stuff like that where clubs just like uh, we don't like we don't like urban nights. We're not booking right. black guys thing, anymore. That's the thing I was going to say, though. You know, you don't have the baggage mm-hmm. that comes in, right? Because with yeah, Danielle, yeah, exactly. With Danielle walks in and she carries the baggage of every woman comic there is. And and I know there's all kind of talk about women comics, and a lot of it is unfair. But I sure. will say that that year that I judged last comic standing, and they kept coming in. 
one of the things, I don't think people realize how many people are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we saw so many women. Like, that year, for some reason, the joke was... This was season, what, This five? was season five. Yeah. The joke was, I was dating a homeless guy. I hooked up with a homeless guy. <laughs> I bl- right? And, and it was woman after woman. And I said, you know what woman I want on the show? I want the woman to come in and say, a homeless guy hit on me. And I said, get away from me, you fucking bum. You know what I mean? Because that would have <laughs> been be real. And yeah. it would have been different. And, and it's the same thing with black comedy, right? Black, sure. You know, you have a thousand black comedy. You know, white people do this and black people do that. Right. right? And and I come in and I'm I'm from a different place like more mainstream and i like topical and political stuff yeah but a thousand clubs were like oh we don't book def jam you know just when they saw me they're like no we don't book def jam i'm like, like i don't book def jam either yeah you exactly know? and i don't knock it but 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 i saw the same thing you know you see comics come in and they do the exact same thing and it, it was really a trip because i don't think you realize it because you think you're the only one doing it because you Absolutely. don't see other people's acts but yeah and, and but that was one time. But yeah, it is tough for for a woman to be funny because she has to be seen and then she has to separate herself right away because the minute right. she does the the stereotypical woman joke of, of man did this or my period that then whoever it is tunes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as just, soon as they hear that one just taps. And there, and and there's been people in the news recently. I know uh I know uh, Corolla came out and you had that little controversy with the women aren't funny thing. And what I think it is, is I think it's the same. I think there's the same number of women who are funny to not funny as there are men. There's just a lot more men doing comedy. Like there's the, like the numbers are greater. Yeah. Is and that you, from what I've seen, um, you know, I know a lot of funny female comics, and sure, I know even more uh, unfunny female comics. <laughs> but I, there's definitely more male unfunny female comics. Than Absolutely. There are. But here's the thing that you know no one ever talks about is that the sport itself of stand-up comedy mm-hmm. is a sort of driven by this confidence and ability to control an audience and mm-hmm. That is a male trait, and it's not to say that women can't have it, but a lot of men, and there's a lot of men that don't have it, but a lot of <laughs> men ha- can get by with, and I know a lot of comics who I love who aren't really joke writers or whatever, but they can get by just on the charisma of being able to wrangle an audience. You That's know? me. <laughs> no, you've got great jokes. Well, you've got you. great <laughs> jokes. But I mean, and, and it doesn't matter if they, it doesn't make them any less of a comic. I mean, people talk shit on Dane Cook. I happen to love Dane Cook. Sure. I, you know, but again, I, for everything. I knew him ten years before he popped, so I've seen the whole progression. Yeah, you were back. When, you were back, like you said, doing well, the. Well, I uh, saw him Dublin in Boston. Show. Yeah, oh, in Boston but I too. was like when he was like twenty-two. I mm. remember seeing him in Boston. So, you know, there is there's all different styles of comedy, but so I think it's harder for like women have to be really good joke writers a lot of the time because they don't necessarily have the confidence, and then the women who are really super confident come off as like. Like the Eddie Brill comment, which is like, oh, women are trying to be too much like men, which is like, mm. go fuck yourself. That's we're just trying to be a comic. <laughs> Eddie, right? Eddie Brill will let that go. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you, you know what stands out to me with um, women? And my my favorite is Kathleen Madigan, because, you know, I know her, but Kathleen's yeah. just brilliant. She's awesome. But Kathleen comes out and starts talking about politics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then and then moves. Sp- In other words, she does topics that have nothing to do with her being a woman. Mm-hmm. And and I love that because and and. A lot of women who who pop, for lack of a, a better term, are I say they're not women comics. They're comics who happen to be women. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. that's the way Ellen was. Like if you listen yeah. to Ellen's stuff, Ellen was when Ellen was hanging out. You know with Seinfeld and Riser and all those guys and do. 
Ellen had an act. You know what I mean? It, right. and, and Ellen's act, the thing, the funny thing about when Ellen came out and was gay and they made the whole show about her being gay, like, that was never her act. She never. never talked about it. It wasn't like, hey, I'm the lesbian comic. Like, she Ever. never even. Even in her she, special. They made it. They made it her thing. And, and yeah. Wanda, I love how Wanda handled it because Wanda's like, you're not going to define me as this black lesbian. Like, it's exactly. my life. I joke about it a little, but you're not going to sure. define me, you know. Yeah, but on the. Oh, go ahead. Um, I, I remember Ellen's special here and now, which was the first special after she had come out. She does maybe a minute up front. I think she just pretty much so talks about like okay, so there's the gay thing that happened, and does yeah. about a minute of it, and that was a national news story on mm-hmm. the cover of Time magazine, and she does a minute on it, and then goes into an hour of just brilliant observational comedy, which was so refreshing to see. And of course, I'm saying all that as the guy that opens my show with, "Hey, I'm a midget. What's up?" <laughs> well, here's the thing, and I totally agree with you, um, but it is sort of a a bit of a. Um, discourage see i don't find being a female comic difficult because of any of the things that you mentioned before what i do find to be difficult is that you know uh the reason i became a comic is because i was funny with my friends and i was Mm. funny with who i was and if if anybody is able to you know write their stand-up act geared towards what they think will help make them pop or what they think is smarter Mm-hmm. You know, good for them because I would love to be able to write <laughs> a clean set. I would yeah. love to be able to write a set about politics or sports. I can't do but it. That's not you. It's not me. It and would so, come off as in uh, not authentic, and it wouldn't be funny because I know shit about it. Right. You know, but but you know, for me to be fulfilled as an artist, I need to get on stage and talk about what what fuels me as a person and as an artist and for me that happens to be the material that I talk about which is like sex and dating and Mm. yes that happens to be quite cliche with female comics and I do think that I get grouped in with that and there's nothing I can do about it you know this is not about a strategy I have no strategy I don't think it's about a strategy but you have to you make it personal you have to make Mm -hmm. it real versus making it generic you know there's a generic sex and comedy and then there's the personal sex and comedy and that's the and in any comedy, personal works. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you look at um, Doug Stanhope, who who I love. Right. When you hear Stanhope talk, you understand <laughs> he's done this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stanhope. <laughs> if Stanhope tells you some crazy fucking story like involving trannies, yeah, he and, didn't make yeah, that up. No. You know that. Oh, this is real. This right. shit happened. You know, Attell is like that. Like when Attell tells when he had the late night show and he's telling all this shit, you're like. Yeah, he's he lived this. He lived this. I, I can exactly. listen to him, you know, versus somebody who's trying to trying to make it up. It, it's like, um, you know, like Dom Dom Herrera's joke about true story. You know, comic true story. <laughs> so, hey, how about you lie to me in a funny way? Because <laughs> your true stories are fucking killing me. You know, so so there are some people who their real life Perfect. is that funny. Sure, and, and then it's not stereotypical because it's what they live. But that you know, as comics, we look at that, and that's what we admire. And what me, what what we admire and look up to is completely different as to what. Uh, is marketable and what moves forward. According to the um, agents. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you know, we were sort of talking uh, before the show about some specific people, and, you know, there's some people I know who are moving right through the system um, where you watch their set and their joke writing is great. None of it's true. You get off stage and you don't know a goddamn thing about them. And mm-hmm. that there is a market for that. You know, there are people who get on stage and do really, really well because they have well-written funny jokes about rape and abortion and they've never been raped and they've never had an abortion. Um, but 
but they know how to write a joke about it. And as comedians, we go, you know, hack, bullshit, but, you know, we're not the ones buying their CDs or buying tickets to no, their shows. No, so it right. really doesn't, the truth is, in terms of success, it really doesn't matter. I know for me, if I get on stage and talk about something I don't know anything about, i.e. something that isn't true, um, I feel like I need to take a shower afterwards, and yeah. I don't feel good about it. And you feel uncomfortable even as you're saying it, because it's just like, I don't know this if someone heckles if someone says something about yeah. it or talks to me about it afterward they're gonna know in two seconds that i'm full of shit yeah not me i'm a pro i do a midget <laughs> bit and people who haven't seen me they're like he must be three foot seven <laughs> that's some brilliant midget shit he got what he got a brilliant midget point of view <laughs> they heard you in pandora i don't they, give a shit that's right pandora. that's right man i only take pictures from the neck up <laughs> But I have like I have a joke about my shit on the chest joke, which right. I have will say and I say right afterwards. I've never shit on anyone's chest, and I mm -hmm. it's the one joke in my act that I'm really attached to that isn't true that I love, and I go you know well, that absolutely. didn't happen, but I just love that joke. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't <laughs> sure. fit in with anything else. But, but then you find it funny. I find it hilarious. Yeah, you find it funny, which yeah. is why you're able to sell it because you're able to say, yeah, this may it not doesn't always to me. sell. Let's be honest, but I don't do I won't take it out. It's that really? one I won't take out. Not not everyone can get behind. Shit no, it's a, it's a groaner. It's a groaner. Ah, well. well. <laughs> Amateurs, let me tell you that but much. You, you know, it's it's funny, like you mentioned, Dane, and, and we were talking about this Saturday night. All the non-comics are judging comedy now. You know, mm -hmm. comedy's mean, and you shouldn't say, and it, it's people who aren't in a, they're not comics, or they're not in a comedy club. In a comedy club, at any given moment, some shit that's wrong is hilarious. You and know? Uh, we have we and, have we and, have we have to take a quick break, but hold that thought because yeah. I do want to come back to that. And uh, Danielle uh, also mentioned before the show that she was at the Comedy Central roast of Roseanne this weekend. I want to talk about that. Maybe get some inside info. Uh, this is Alonzo Bowden, Danielle Stewart. This is the About Last Night Show. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream. The Kings can wear their crown. The Stanley Cup comes to Los Angeles for the first time ever. A Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings. Own the 2012 NHL champs on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD. Justin Penner has sent the Kings to the final. Get exclusive Blu-ray content, including extended interviews and parade celebration. What a move by Kopitar. Experience the historical run. Three by quick. Own the official NHL Los Angeles Kings 2012 Stanley Cup champions on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD July 20th. If you haven't been listening to app addicts. Speaking of dumb apps, I mean, we got this cow tipping, uh, crazy flipping app, yeah. and uh, there's this national threat advisory app, and it is oh. should be the crap app of the week. I mean, all the app does is it shows you the latest advisory level from Homeland Security, right? This is to keep you in fear. No updates, no info, yeah. no news, no reason, nothing except a color advisory level stating that we're at, you know, a possible problem. Yeah, Defcon seven. Level because some guy that looked a little brown got on an airplane and pulled on his underwear. App addicts. Fridays at four Pacific. Only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. 
Saturday night, August 25th. It's the hottest party to hit the West Valley since, well, ever. Heidi and Frank, after hours, live at the Canyon Club. You doing shows out in the garage? This is classy. <laughs> See Heidi, Frank, Smees, and their cast of characters doing their live stage show. You know I mean? There's nothing like watching water run down this body. <laughs> Plus, the Tasty Thieves will rock the house. Heidi and Frank, After Hours, live at the Canyon Club. Saturday night, August 25th. Doors open at 6, show starts at 7. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster or Canyon If you want to make a movie, then you better come in. It's just a ability, the reason that we're so thin. Living and dying and the stories that are true. Sink to a collapse, though it was your crew. Black coat, white shoes, black hat, to about last night on the Toad Hop Network. <laughs> a Jew, a black guy, and a dwarf do a podcast. <laughs> Let's see what happens. This is the About Last Night show. Welcome back. My guests, uh, Danielle Stewart, very funny comedian, and very funny comedian, Alonzo Bowden as well. And uh, just before the break, uh, Alonzo, you've touched upon something that I talked about on this podcast, a uh, couple of weeks ago but since then has even gone further i had talked about it when it was just the daniel tosh scandal of uh people judging and just doing the t- taking what happens in a club and breaking it and talking about it like he walked into some guy's work or your home and said yeah. these kinds of things and then recently uh dane got in trouble 
Right. From and what was the joke? He said uh, he, he said that the uh, and I'm paraphrasing because sure. I wasn't there, so I'm paraphrasing. But basically, it was that the new Batman movie was so bad that you know somebody was sitting there saying, "Please shoot," me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? which which is a funny bit. It's a funny Very joke. Funny. It's it you know if the timing's bad for you, that's cool. But at yeah. that you know that night in the Laugh Factory in a set. You're going to get laughs and you're going to get groans and you're going to move sure. on. It's a joke. It's part of the set. Sure. When, you know, with, with Tosh and, and if, if a heckler, if you're, if you're doing something on rape and a heckler yells some shit, the first thing, like comic instinct, yeah, yeah. it'd be funny if you got raped. Like that's sure, what that's, you're going to mm-hmm. come Absolutely. back with. And, and, it, and people ask me if it's different than Michael Richards saying nigger. And it's like, yeah, because when he said nigger, that wasn't part of a joke <laughs> no, or anything. That, that wasn't a that, bit. That's a hate thing that comes from inside of you. You know what I mean? Like, I've never, I've been doing this damn near 20 years. I've never heckled someone on something about them personally. You know what I mean? Like right. I, might, I might say you look stupid, but I'm not going to say You're loud and drunk you stupid and Jew or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because the minute you put well, that, that in. Well, that and you want to work in this town. Well, no, but, <laughs> but no, the minute you put in something like that, right. people know. You know, audiences are funny. Audiences are like, it's like a dog that can sense fear and emotion. Absolutely. Audiences are like that. If you say something and it's funny, they're okay. But if it's genuinely hateful, they the pick audience up on picks it. up on they it. Know. And they're like, whoa, out of line. You know, just. Well, I, I have two things to say on, on this matter. One is, um, you know, the thing with the Michael Richards thing is this. I, I've got, you know, I can get angry if somebody is like, you're not funny or something like that. Um, sure. but it would never occur to me to say the N word because it's not in right, my vocabulary. In so thought. the think the thing that got him in trouble was the unfortunate look into his inner brain that that is something that he may, that might yeah. be a word that he throws around. That in was his a decision where life. he thought, this will work, and this is okay. I think it just came out. It just came <laughs> yeah, out. It's I think, part of who he is. You know, it's, it's, like, it's in his personality, and it came out. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's an unfortunate thing that we saw, and that's something that normally would be private, except that somebody triggered him, and I feel bad that that happened. Um, but in terms of the Dane thing and the, just and the, for the Daniel record, thing... I don't feel bad. I know. I know you don't. I, I know you don't. Thank you, um, Representative Blackman. I just, I don't really care. You know, it's like I thought it was, you know, fucked up, but, you know, whatever. Um, you know, but the thing with the Dane thing is, is he came out saying, um, I'm sorry I made a bad judgment call. And that really kind of upset me because. Yeah. Tosh, he, same thing. Apo- the apologizing? Yeah. Is, yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, no, it's not the apologizing, it's the fact that he called it a judgment call. But. Oh, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but just because I was talking to him about this, and he was very specific about this, he did not apologize. He did not say, I'm sorry. He said, maybe he said, I made a bad call, mm-hmm. but he didn't say, I'm sorry. And that that, that does okay. make a difference, because as Absolutely. a comic, as a comic, you can't apologize mm-hmm. for it. You say, hey, I screwed up. You know, sure. if, if you were offended, it's unintended. I screwed up, but it's not, I'm sorry, because then you're... You're, I don't know. You're cutting your own legs out from under you. Well, yeah, it, he may not have said I'm sorry, but he mm-hmm. definitely did say yeah, I made a poor judgment, judgment call. call. And for me, that uh, didn't sit. Right, that's my issue with it because I have been on stage before, and and actually not that um, long ago, I did a set in Worcester when my whole family. I'm Jewish, and my whole family was in the audience. Okay. And um, I started talking about something about you know men who shave their pubic hairs. Uh, to down to the skin looks like a big Jewish nose and I can't do it because I went blah, blah, blah. and it just turned <laughs> into at some point there was a dead silence on the show and I go oh I fucking hate Jews and it killed <laughs> and then 
I went into this whole bit about growing up Jewish and what, you know, it's like uh, what some Jews are like and what some whatever. And, you know, uh, my parents after the show were like, uh, uh, my parents don't get offended anything, but they were like, can you just never do that bit again? And I'm like, yeah, I never would. It just was a thing that happened in the moment. If I was famous and that came oh. out, that wasn't a judgment call. It was a natural progression that came to me during the bit, and the fact that I would ever have to arrest that process because I have to be afraid that I would be ostracized by the pub- public is is so detrimental to the creative process in my point. Yeah. And so it's not judgment. It's literally just like creative flow. He didn't write... You know, I don't know. Maybe he did write the joke. I don't know, but I just feel like that's the part about it that bothers me. Comics have thing, to be uh, com- comics have to be allowed to fail. Yeah, but we have to be allowed to tell a bad joke every now and then. The and thing about you saying you hate Jews is you're Jewish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even if, like, if you were the, the biggest star in the world, you could say that because you're Jewish. If someone who's not Jewish says it, that's a whole different meaning. You know what I mean? It, and that's just yeah. the way it is. You can do jokes about your own kind, your own group or whatever. You're entitled to that because you're in the group, right? Like it's like well, the, the, the Jew believe me, the Jews won't like it. They'll <laughs> they'll Zionist my ass. Yeah. yeah, but you know you know what I've seen and this this phrase it, it always cracks me up when Jewish comics talk about being Jewy. Mm-hmm. That's always funny to me. I don't know why, but to me, it's just whenever they say it, I'm like, that's just hilarious. It's, not, it, it sounds it's like a chewy funny word, it's, it's a, and it yeah. just and 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 I know what they mean by it. But it's like, but they can say it because culturally, that's theirs, and they right. know they know where that line is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, as a as a black person and a black comic, I know where the line is. Black people can talk about things that other people can't say about you, and it, and it's, and people are like why. Because that's how it is. Because the majority can never make fun of the minority. It doesn't work that mm-hmm. way. That's that's why Thank God fat I'm, women make yeah. fun of skinny women. But if right. skinny women making fun of fat women, not funny. Yeah. It's mean. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like that with anything. If you're in the powerful group, you can't make fun of the less powerful group unless you do it so over the top, so ironically that, that only an know. idiot doesn't know. Which, so like when, when Jesselnik does jokes... And he's just right. the average, you know, good-looking white dude. He goes so over the top that you go, yeah. okay, well, obviously he's not really going to do all that stuff. And, you know, and the thing with, with Dane, and, and Tosh gets a little of it, but Dane got more of it. It's just people are so anxious to hate him for some reason. It's the strangest yeah. It's the strangest thing. People are so anxious to get mad because I've heard Dane, like I've seen him criticized for doing things that five years ago they were standing and mm-hmm. cheering when he <laughs> did the exact same joke, but now he's hateful or he's misogynistic or this and it's like get over it. He's a comic doing comedy. If you don't like the comedy, that's cool. But but they get into this personal judgment and like what if we did that? What if we just suddenly said, I mean, I can't say anything that might offend. I mean, I do, I do, when I do political stuff, I make fun of the right wing. You know why? Because they're fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> Democrats don't have a Sarah Palin or a Herman Cain or a Donald Trump. These characters are fucking hilarious. So that's why I make fun of them. And I do it in right wing states. And, you know, sure. and there's always the chance. Listen, those fuckers have guns. Yes. They like guns, so I'm always taking a chance when I do that joke. You do those jokes in Texas, they got guns and trucks. You got to look out for both. But um, it, it, it's it, it's so it, funny how sometimes people are li- literally looking to be offended. Yeah, they're, they're they're like waiting for it. I did a I threw a joke up on my Twitter uh over over the weekend that was uh 
homophobic dwarves should be called Chick-fil-A nuggets. That's hilarious. And <laughs> I think it's goofy and funny. I think it's hilarious. And then I got a bunch of hate, like, well, what Chick-fil-A represents is a good company. They're just trying to do a business. I'm like, you're over it. it joke. They're, they're going, what's in the news right now? Chick-fil-A being anti-gay Well, you marriage. have to remember that there's people on the Chick-fil-A board who are scouring the internet. They're literally doing a Chick-fil-A search <laughs> and then c- launching a campaign against it because everyone is, you know, every, not even liberal, even when people down middle road are like, you know, angry about what's going on. So, sure. you know, uh, that's all that was. It's like, it's not like it's your followers or your fans who were offended no. by it. No. You know, it's like, it's so, it's just these people. It's so stupid. <laughs> It, it, it's really weird, and and for me, I'm I'm on. It's for the whole Chick Fil A issue. I'm on both sides, really. Like I enjoy Chick Fil A. I think it's a free country. You should be able to have a business mm-hmm. and and have views. And uh, but at the same time, if you share those views and people get pissed off about those views, they can respond accordingly as well. They can mm-hmm. say, you know what, you don't like gay marriage. I'm not going to buy your chicken sandwich anymore. But it's interesting to me how people will nitpick. Like, okay, they are against gay marriage. I'm not buying their product. But Nike is pro sweatshop, but motherfucking needs sneakers. Right. That's right. <laughs> they're actually not against. I, I do want to make a correction. If they're not against gay marriage, they um, they're not outwardly against anything. They donate money to gay rehabilitation, so you can come back into the straight world. <laughs> oh, that has nothing to do gay with gay rehab. Yeah, gay rehab. So that's nice. Um, they just they just keep you secluded from I don't know all if you're the aware cock. Of it. I'm, I'm going to black rehab. Soon, <laughs> and it's because it's the same thing, you know. That's if, where Michael went. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, the notion of gay rehab—I mean, you get a bunch of guys in a camp who are gay, and you get them all in the same camp. Yeah. And now they're in this. Some gay shit is going to go down in that camp. But if you think that, it, oh, go ahead. that to me, that to me is even crazier than being anti-gay marriage. Like, if, <laughs> if in other words, if I, if you're going to accuse me of being anti-gay marriage, I would prefer that to you saying that I send money to the anti-gay camp. <laughs> now, to me, the, the Chick-fil-A thing is is nothing. It's not even an issue. Right. I, I agree with what you said. If, if their your dipping company, sauces are great, it's not going to happen. No, no, no. I won't. I won't fuck with them. I won't. I won't go there again. But me that's either. just my choice. Mm-hmm. But they have Which the is. right. They have the right to say these are our views, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then once they state their views, then you have the right to say, okay, well, fuck you. Yeah, I'm not doing business sure. with you anymore. But that's the end of it. The the endless publicity that follows it, Yeah, the, that's ridiculous. And believe me, Chick-fil-A doesn't mind this publicity at all. Well, sure. They don't got, mind this you got your at guys all. Because like they got the Huckabees coming out right. and doing like, and they had their biggest sales day in the these last the, 20 these years. These are the recently. best free commercials they will ever get. Oh, my as God. As long as it stays in the news. Right now, there's like some, like, you know, Popeyes is like, who can we hate? <laughs> We gotta find somebody to hate know, them. Right? Like, they took the gays. Who Come else on, is who on else? the list? You know, exactly. it, it's, we, my, we get caught up in. You know, I, I, get, I love my country, and this is where my act comes from. And it's funny you were talking about how your stuff is personal and you don't know politics and this and that, which isn't true. You do know it, but but I understand what you're saying. What happened with me? The way my act changed. This stuff bothered me so much more than anything in my personal life. Like, I would try to write a joke about me, and I was like, I can't talk about me. The nation's arguing over chicken sandwiches. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with us? Mm-hmm. That, that Every day I wake up, what the fuck is wrong right. with us as a nation? We've, you know, chicken sandwiches, like, we're, we're coming off. This is where the line the was worst, drawn. <laughs> off the worst banking crisis, Fred. You know, there's the health care. There's, there's, like, real shit right. going on. People, you know what yeah, I mean? War, we're, famine, but chicken sandwiches, damn it, this is America. <laughs>
let's stop everything. And and how obsessed with food can we be? Right, chicken sandwich. That's what it is. Because America, we like eating so much. Hey, don't be fucking around with them chicken sandwiches. Well, I do think it's gotten out of control. I will agree with you, but I do think it is important because I I am someone who does not. Other than Twitter, I've got no media in my life. I don't have a television. (laughs) I don't read Huffington. I don't do anything. I've got too much shit to do. Mm -hmm. So, um, if, if this hadn't blown up this way, I would never be given the choice to like basically the people who found out about this want to educate people like really it's coming from a genuine place like hey just so you know this is who they back so you can make the decision as to whether you want to support this business of course since we're all drama queens it's turned into this like you know if you eat Chick-fil-A you're anti-gay I personally think that they're actually not (laughs) anti-gay I think they're actually supportive of the gay community who do not who feel like there is a way out of gay, don't want to be gay, no, want to that, be in a Christian community, and want to go to gay rehab. That's, but how can you say they're not anti-gay when they ha- say there's a rehab? Like, the, just the connotation of a rehab. Well, I don't think the it's called insulting, a rehab. Yeah, but I know. I mean, this, that's is, what it is. this is like mm-hmm. Michelle Bachman's husband's thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you say, like, you know how wrong you're saying? You're saying, like, see, that blows my mind that, that anybody, anybody says, you know something? I'm so high and mighty. I'm so perfect. I can tell you your lifestyle is wrong. Like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> but I right. think it's being... think you are? You know, if listen, if someone's gay, they're gay. Why are they gay? How they became? Were they born that way? That, it doesn't affect anybody. It, it doesn't affect anybody's. It doesn't affect you. You know. It does affect I, the gay people in the Christian community who feel like there's a, that, that they don't want to be gay and there's a way out of it. I don't necessarily a, that, believe that, but. Yeah, I think that but again, they have that attitude because of the influx of outside sources saying to, it's wrong. It's their slap choice. That, yeah. To slap that on the Christian community. Listen, if Jesus came back, Jesus would hate the Christian community. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Right, so, you you so walk me like, what the hell are you guys even, doing? Right, we shouldn't even use that rule. Here's my thing with, with the Christian thing. Like, are you tax cuts? Like, you, you hate gay people, but you're for tax cuts? You know, they say, it says in the Bible that the money changers have no chance of getting into heaven. Right. If you're in a group that they specifically named, <laughs> like if Jesus specifically said your profession, I'd be like, holy shit. This, right. Um, he didn't say like hookers can't get in. <laughs> he didn't say he gamblers can't get in. But he bankers, he's like, those fuckers do not get in. You mm-hmm. know, it, I love it's, that. So, so these people are not Christian. They're, they're not. They claim Christian and they're in the business of Christianity. Mm-hmm. True Christians care about people they help people they understand people mm-hmm. with problems and that's all it is that that was jesus's whole thing jesus if jesus came around today the gay people would be in that group of people that he would care about because he cared most about the downtrodden and the weak that you know with with and again this is if you believe this right mm-hmm. because if you believe it because that's the other thing about this whole christian thing so we got a billion buddhists in China, that you just dismissing? You yeah. know what I mean? Like again, how much arrogance high, is that? That's you a just, high stat. You just dismissed all of the all of India and China. Like, oh, you guys are wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jewish people. Oh, you you had it right up to a point. You know, and and <laughs> but and then our guy came down and hey, we're good. And and we yeah, and, that and, and, and it's that selective biblical thing. Like, okay, we're going to use Old Testament rules here because they're convenient yeah. for us. But then we're going to use mm-hmm. New Testament no, stuff here. They're very offensive so, and and uh, they're very offensive and upsetting. And I don't. And I, I I will stand corrected. You know, you're right. They're not Christians, and they happen to affiliate themselves with the Christian community. But all I was trying to say, in the spirit of 
people should, you know, Chick-fil-A should be able to donate to who they want. The sure. people who uh, eat there or don't eat there should be able to make that choice, as well right. as the people, whoever they are, in the gay community who feel that if they go to a quote-unquote gay rehab, they can become not gay, and Chris, Chick-fil-A has decided to support that is also their right. And so, is. you know, I mean, that that's all yeah. I was trying and to it, say. I don't. Well, I I'm understand not, yeah. that, but like Brad said, if you make that choice, then you have to accept the backlash because this whole thing of Chick-fil-A being a victim of the liberal media movement oh, yeah. and all that, I, yeah. it's like, no, you're not a victim. You made a choice, so there's backlash. Absolutely. So if, again, I, I, I made a choice to purchase this iPad, so I'm sure there's some Chinese people out there who have family members who built this for, se- for seven mm-hmm. cents an hour mm-hmm. who are mad at me and think that I should not purchase this iPad. But I say, you know what? I worked hard. I believe in capitalism. And I love Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. So fuck you. On the big screen. I want a damn iPad. It's so, totally true. And, and if that's your feelings on chicken sandwiches, you could love gay people and still eat a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A and enjoy it. I think that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but, you know, I, mean, I don't really go there. I never went there. It was, it was really strange because my dad went to Chick-fil-A last week for the very first time ever because he's the one... Yeah, he's publicity. like, we got, we got to support Chick-fil-A. I'm just like, dude, you oh, never no. did it in the past. I know. Why? If some crazy shit came out saying, hey, uh, dwarves are gods and should be treated as such, but it was done by a, like a, a zucchini company. I fucking hate zucchini. I'm not going to start <laughs> eating it. Okay. You know, but I mean, there are people who feel but like they're supporting their right. you tall. <laughs> I went, I went to dwarf rehab and they were just handing out zucchini. Oh my God. Then some bitches were growing like ball players. It was oh. amazing. But they're- some people just want to support their, I mean, I don't eat a Chick-fil-A never did, but some people just want to support their right to be able to donate to whoever they want. And the, sure. the truth is, is if Chick-fil-A is going to make the decision to donate to something that is that controversial, like that, or maybe yeah, gay uh, like a, yeah, or, or like an abortion thing or whatever, it's just like a chick who's wearing a short skirt and walks around and goes why is everyone looking at me and trying to fuck me it's like look we're not saying that you're asking to get raped but we are saying that if you're gonna wear right. a, a dress that goes right underneath your asshole yeah. you're gonna get a couple of guys asking you out on dates except the responsibility you yeah. know oh, wow that is brilliant you're welcome that is really <laughs> that is really brilliant chick-fil-a is the, is, is is the slut of the fast food mm-hmm. industry going why is everyone want to rape why is everyone christian looking way. at my test in a christian way in a christian way <laughs> Uh, uh, we got a quick phone call that I wanted to take really fast. Oh, no, so, I know uh, this is going to be Danielle. Here, let's doesn't know what here. she's talking about. Uh, hello? Who's there? Hi, Brad. It's me, Tony Danza. Damn it! Interrupting <laughs> Tony Danza again. Yeah, you thought you were going to get away with one show without me. Well, fuck you, you little shit. Oh, my God. I thought we were good. I thought we had everything covered. We got about five minutes left to show. I thought we were going to go Tony Danza free for the first time ever, but all right. Yeah, not today, man. So what, uh, Chick Fil A? Uh, this is big in the news. Uh, everybody. So, so what? So what exactly? You know, I, I don't get on the internet too often, Brad. And uh, <laughs> uh, but I. But one thing I know. So what is it? People don't want to eat chicken sandwiches because they're, they're putting gays inside the sandwiches. What is it? <laughs> That's exactly, That's what, exactly it is. what it is. They are. No, no, no. They. They. they, they they are grounding up gay people. It's actually gay dipping sauce. <laughs> it's gay semen, right. but it's delicious, wow. and that's the thing that's weird. So it's okay. So it's not the semen so much. It's that it's gay semen. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Because exactly. gay semen has a barbecue flavor. Not a lot of people know that. No. But and Danielle would know. Danielle would know. Danielle would know. She's converted a few in her day. <laughs> I was really? like, you've got a barbecue taste. I think you should go to the other side. There you go. Oh, wow. She's well, a recruiter. 
It's interesting. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so they're what? So they're trying to uh, basically what? Just get the, uh, the 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 gays out of the stop eating their sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they want them not to be cannibals. That that gotcha. that's that's all it is. Uh, Tony, thanks for uh, of course. thanks hey, for interrupting uh, as always. Yeah, the, show, the show's been great. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of your uh, your guests. I'm, I'm I'm glad you had uh, some people on other than um, what's the name of that guy that does your show? What is it? his name? Jew, Jew bastard? Oh, uh, no, um, that uh, Adam Ray guy. Yeah. Adam Ray, the co-host. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's normally Snooze here, but fest. he's but he's filming a movie <laughs> with uh, Sandra Bullock, so he's not here. So, uh, but I'm glad yeah, that you sure, can call up Tony. Sure, you know, at least that's what he said he's doing. Who knows? He could just be in some, you know, he might be in gay rehab. <laughs> <laughs> he could be in gay rehab. Gay that, rehab. There you go. You know what? That's broke the secret. The name of my hoodie in the blowfish cover back. <laughs> <laughs> What did he call it? What was it? Gay Rehab. Oh, Gay Rehab. Who's the Bowfish cover band? It's actually a good name for a band. There we go. It is great. Tony Danza, uh, thank you for interrupting. We'll talk talk to you soon. Oh, jeez. My my favorite gay line was uh, working with Ant one time, and it was some gay issue. Ant said, listen, we are not recruiting. (laughs) 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 We are not recruiting. Ant does one or two. You know what I love about Ant? He has different levels of gay depending on the situation. <laughs> I always joke with him about that. Yeah, different it was level a, of gay? Yeah, yeah. And the more homophobic people were around him, the more gay he became. Oh, wow. Just to bother them. It's hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I mean, yeah, I do very similar things. I up my ante of uh, dwarfism based on my surroundings. You get smaller? Absolutely. You get powers. <laughs> yeah, I get dirtier based on my surroundings. Really? But really, I just get, it's depending on how authentic or not authentic do you want me to be. You know what I mean? Like, if I can just be loosey-goosey myself, I'm pretty out there. But, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo, what do you got uh, What do you got coming uh, up? This Sunday, I'm at the Ice House in Pasadena. I'm doing a show. This is the last one. I've been doing a series. It's called In Other News. And I just mm-hmm. read the news and riff on it and improv the whole show. It's a lot of oh, fun. Oh, cool! That's kind of like so, old school style where yeah. comics would go on stage and just literally read the paper. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm doing. And then great. my podcast, Who's Paying Attention, so you can listen to me on an alternate network. <laughs> See how he it's was a, looking at me? It's all right. We talk about no, it. I'm on, it's a, okay. on the sideshow network and on iTunes. Who's paying attention? Well, there you go. Good stuff. And uh, and if you see that Alonzo Bowden is coming to your town, go see Alonzo. I, I know he is a very large, very intimidating black man, but you're not going to get large, intimidating black man material. You're going to get great, smart, funny material. Alonzo, I love your you stuff. Know, thanks. And you know, you know, more and more that's bugging me, like the intimidating thing. You know, because I've never hit anybody. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so ridiculous. Like, imagine if, if big people did walk around just beating up people, like they say. Like, has, has that ever happened since the days of Vikings? Be, oh, I'm bigger than you. Let me punch you in the head and do what I want. No, it doesn't work that way. As, so. as someone who's smaller than, Take it than uh, everyone, no, I've, I've never seen that happen. In fact, I would argue that I've actually committed more violent acts against other people than you, Alonzo, because I know I can get away with it. That if, if you do it, it, it's a felony. I do it, it's fucking adorable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Danielle, what, uh, where, where can our um, listeners find you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at the Danny Stew, D A N I S T E W. I'll also mm-hmm. be at the Sacramento Punchline, uh, August oh, 29th club. through the 2nd, I think. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, or my website, DanielleStewart.com. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to talk like Adam Ray for a second. Oh, uh, I'm at Adam Ray Comedy uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, at 
at, at, at Adam Ray Comedy. And, uh, Sounds like Tony Danza. It's, uh, it's really weird. Uh, sometimes <laughs> people get the two confused. I have no idea. But uh, he's also got a YouTube channel. You can subscribe to that. I'm very funny. All right. I'm Brad Williams. I'll also be at the Ice House this weekend, Friday and Saturday. So you can go see me on Friday or Saturday and then go see Alonzo on Sunday. Great yeah. great times at the Ice House in Pasadena. Got other gigs coming up in Iowa. And, uh, yeah. So BradWilliamsComedy.com. Follow me on Twitter at FunnyBrad. Thank you, Danielle. Thank, Thank you, Alonzo. Thank you. I'm also on Twitter, at Alonzo Bowden. There you, you go. Throw that in. This has been the About Last Night Show, and please try to remember our names in the morning. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Thank you, Randy.